I want to make one thing perfectly clear. This show is not about lumberjacks. My name is Christopher Grunland, and every month I share a story. Sometimes the stories contain truths, but most of the time they're made up. Sometimes the stories are funny, other times they are serious. But you have my word about one thing. I will never, ever share a story about lumberjacks. This time, I'm sharing a story about a dog that eats everything in sight. All right, let's get to work. Gutterball. The children charged into the living room shouting, Mom! Dad! Gutterball ate the Xbox! Gutterball, the dog that ate everything, had struck again. There wasn't a thing in the house he wouldn't try putting down. Brushes, shoes, and books all found their way to the bottomless pit that was Gutterball's stomach. When the children went to school and told the teacher, The dog ate my homework, they weren't trying to get out of trouble. They were telling the God's honest truth. If his jaw could have unhinged like a snake's, basketballs, televisions, and plant pots would have cause for alarm. He was a 45-pound eating machine, a black hole on four stubby legs. In the rec room, the Xbox lay in pieces on the floor as Gutterball worked on the game's controller. The game's disc was nowhere to be found, probably resting soundly in the belly of the hungry bulldog. You all know the drill, Dad said. As if rehearsed, the family each did their duty. The children cleaned up the mess, Mom called the vet, and Dad stared at the best dog ever. He looked at a piece of black plastic wedged between Gutterball's front teeth. You know something, buddy? One day you'll meet your match and there will be nothing any of us can do for you. The vet showed them the x-rays. After many emergency trips to the vet, they were able to assess the situation for themselves, but allowed the vet to speak. As you can see, the pieces are small and should pass through just fine. He's definitely passed worse. That was true. Glass, chemicals, twigs, and mittens all made the journey from one end of Gutterball's digestive tract to the other. The vet pointed to a possible problem. This piece has me concerned, however. He pointed to a particularly sharp shard. Keep an eye on him. If he shows any signs of discomfort, we may have to go in. As many times as the vet had to go in, Evolution should have equipped Gutterball with a zipper for easy access to his insides. On the ride home, Dad was lost in thought, searching for some solution to the Gutterball problem. Maybe he's just lonely. Maybe we should get him a puppy. He'd eat that too, Mom said. The family just had to accept that late-night visits to the vet would be part of their lives until Gutterball's dying day, which came that Thanksgiving. A towel put Gutterball down for the count. Someone used it to wipe turkey grease from the counter and then set the towel on a chair within the dog's reach. In the mind of a dog, if it smells like food, it must be food. To Gutterball, it wasn't a towel. It was a giant piece of blue terrycloth turkey skin waiting to be consumed. Finding a vet on Thanksgiving at the very moment most families are sitting down to dinner was about as likely as Gutterball simply being content with a bowl of Alpo. (laughs) 
They buried poor Gutterball the next day. The family stood at the grave talking about old times. Remember when he ate all the shoes, the oldest said? For a short time, Mom thought it would be nice to have guests take off their shoes when entering the house and leave them near the front door. That all stopped the evening of a dinner party when Gutterball was found atop a mound of colorful canvas and leather. He was the self-proclaimed king of the mountain of shredded footwear. Dad pulled shoelaces from Gutterball's butt for days. Remember when he ate my gloves? Remember that time he ate the fork? Remember when he ate the power strip? With so many memories, they could have stood beside the grave for weeks, recalling all the things Gutterball swallowed in his time. The children walked ahead as Mom and Dad lagged behind. You okay? Dad choked back tears. I love that damn dog. She put her arm around him. I know. I did too. The following day, the children charged into the living room, shouting, Mom! Dad! Gutterball's gone! I know you two. We talked about this last night. Unfortunately, living things eventually die. No, the youngest said. His grave is empty. The family rushed to the site, far at the back end of the property. They stood before a gaping hole as the first snow of the year covered the ground in a dusting of white. Maybe another dog dug him up, the oldest said. I think it was a bear, said the youngest. Do you think it was a bear, Daddy? I don't know. Why don't you two go back to the house and put on something warmer? The children raced back to the house, leaving a trail in the snow. Mom and Dad stared at the empty hole in the ground, where just the day before, they buried Gutterball with the wishbone from the Thanksgiving turkey. Kind of ironic that after all that dog ate, something dug him up, hauled him off, and probably ate him in the end, huh? Yeah, Dad said, not really listening. He looked to the woods, refusing to believe that was Gutterball's fate. Instead, he imagined his best friend ate his way free from the cold earth and set off to devour the world. A big thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks. All music by Ergo Fizzmiz, released under a Creative Commons license. Not About Lumberjacks is also released under a Creative Commons license. Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the show, the voice talent, and music. A big thanks to Tim Zarnicki for providing the Not About Lumberjacks logo, and to Cynthia Griffith... Rick Coast, Deacon McClendon, Mary Salerno, Sean Kupfer, Tom Weidman, Jesse Harley, Larry Tubbs, Gary Leland, and Mitch Todd for their support. Next month, it's a story called Red Card. A mechanic is happy to hear his son is finally playing organized football. That is, until he finds out his son really means soccer. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.